Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. This story is read by the author. Supernova by Ken Shamley How many mothers learn to drive by borrowing their son's car? Yes, I said that right. My mother, at age 60, took her first driving lessons in my tank-like 1964 Chevrolet Nova. She had never driven and had no need to as the city bus line in Greenville, South Carolina ran right by our house. By 1975, though, the downtown department store stalwarts of Belk, Ivy's, and Myers Arnold had migrated to the malls, and many doctors followed to the outskirts as well. She needed independent transport for herself and my frail grandmother who lived next door. To ask why my father did not acquire a second vehicle is to indulge in a suburban tautology. My mother did not need a car because she never drove anywhere. But car logic was different when it came to sons, especially one who could not ride a city bus to his college in the next state. That blue Chevy was my first automobile, bought three years earlier with a little help from Dad and the money I earned from a summer camp job. Coincidentally, it was almost identical to a 64 Nova my brother had owned. Same blue four-door sedan, the only difference being mine had automatic transmission, and his had been a straight drive, a three-in-the-tree column shifter. I had not set out to buy a vehicle exactly like his, but when Dad and I began browsing used car lots on Poinsett Highway, this is what we found. Since that model had family validation, We didn't dicker very long with the salesman. My Nova was a real car. All metal body, bumpers, and hubcaps. This bruiser was no imported crashmobile. Its only plastic was in the AM radio dial. It had power nothing. Not brakes, not steering, no air conditioning either. So driving it, not to mention parallel parking it, was a manly endeavor. The space under the hood was so roomy with hardly anything in there but the six-cylinder engine block and the starter, that my brother and I could sit inside the compartment to change the points and plugs and oil filter. If we dropped a wrench, it hit the ground below. After a year, my Nova developed a memorable front-end squeak. Whether due to a shock, strut, or coil spring, I was never curious enough to find out. I just figured it would go away like most odd car noises did. But driving up to the girls' dorms at Mars Hill College, bringing my date back just before midnight, I might as well have announced it over a loudspeaker. The screeching shrilled like air brakes, but in shorter bursts. Get that fixed, someone would yell out a dormitory window. Though that is a paraphrase, and I have ellipted, the larger commentary. 
A year after graduation, I was married and heading off to Colorado for a master's program in creative writing. Not needing to drive two cars across the country, my wife and I decided to take her newer and more economical Dodge Colt, which left the by then de-squeaked Nova at my parents' house, right when my mother needed to start ferrying grandmother to her appointments and to go shopping at McAllister Square. I did not see them, of course, but I heard about Mom's driver academy lessons with Coach Decker, who taught P.E. at my high school. I loved to imagine her maneuvering through Greenville traffic in that cobalt personnel carrier, toning her upper body as she wrestled the steering wheel, turning from Avondale onto Main, then from Main onto East North Street. She could go grocery shopping on her own schedule now and get to First Baptist Church for her women's missionary union meetings. Two years later, I returned to Greenville with an M.A. in hand. Holding jobs in different parts of the county would require my wife and me to use two cars again. Anticipating this and acknowledging her years of loving care of their mother, my generous uncles, Mom's five brothers, went in together and bought her a new white Toyota Corolla. No more battle taxi. Now it was power steering, air conditioning, and good gas mileage. She never again needed to drive the Nova, a woman handling its bulk as she made her way to Sears or to Grandma's optometrist to pick up new bifocals. I had a universe of great times with that Chevy Nova, both in college and after. So many camping trips, picnics on the parkway, and trips into Asheville for pizza at the Iron Gate or Bavarian Cellar. But I would have to say, the two best years I owned it were the two years I did not drive it or even see it. When Mom bravely gained autonomy by borrowing her son's car and exploding into late-life driverhood inside the supernova. Copyright 2022, Ken Shamley. Ken Shamley is the 2022 Gilbert Chapel Distinguished Poet for the Western Region of the North Carolina Poetry Society. His poems have appeared in the North Carolina Literary Review, Worcester Review, Ekphrasis, and many others, including seven editions of Cacalac, an anthology of Carolina poets. He has written a poetic biography of 19th century American landscape painter Albert Bearstadt, and his new book of poems, If Not These Things, is forthcoming from Kelsey Books in 2022. Check him out at kennethshamley.com and at Ken Shamley on Twitter. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.